welcome to Finding the Advantage, the show that dives into advertisements in history that have either succeeded or failed stupendously and what aspects led them to their fate. Why are we talking about this? Why not? I think it's super interesting and you just might too. I'm Anna Strickland and today we're talking about 2012's Sherry Coke campaign by Coca-Cola with one of my best friends, Sarah Thoray. Sarah is a history and political science major who aspires to go to law school after graduating in upcoming May. Tell us a little about yourself, Sarah. Hi. Um, so I am, as Anna mentioned, a political science and history major. So I find what makes people think and ways to influence people really interesting, which is what ads are all about. So I'm very excited to dive into that today. Awesome. Now, before we like get started on the actual discussion, I want to specifically ask if there's an ad that's been stuck in your memory. And if so, what is it? Yeah. So when I was like five or six, there was this talking Dora ad that came out around Christmas and you would like press this little bracelet and then Dora would talk and her mouth would move. Well, in the ad, when they press the bracelet, Dora and then the little girl that was playing with her was like transported into this other like animated world. And I really thought that was going to happen. And needless to say, I was very upset when that did not happen when I got the koi for Christmas. It was still a cool toy, though. It was still a cool toy. It was still a cool toy. What did, like, Dora say when you... I don't remember. I think it was just what she said in this show. Classic Dora things. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it was, like, Vominos and stuff That makes sense. Although that might be Diego. I think she also said Oh, no, that is the the theme song. Everybody, let's go. Oh, you're right. Come on, Vominos. Yeah. Okay. I don't really know if we can sing that because it might be copyrighted. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're right. So right. <laughs> well, whatever. It's already happening. I mean, we barely sing it. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Well, that's that's so interesting because it makes me think about when it comes to the ethics of children's advertisements. You're showing children some children like their minds are still growing, obviously. So something like right. showing like a toy transporting you to a new world. Kids don't understand that that's not reality. Yeah, and I feel like so I was a fairly bright child, and I just really thought that's what was going to happen. I mean, I, I wouldn't exactly blame you. I mean, yeah. I, think, I think rules for advertisements have kind of changed recently. Yeah, like there's like a lot of ad. I mean, a lot of rules and regulations regarding children's advertisements. So I think they're. Te- I think they tend to be now more geared towards the parents. That makes sense. Um, that doesn't make sense. I think a lot of times toy commercials involve the parents like putting them together and stuff yeah, like that yeah. at Christmas. Well, it's just like because you're not first of all, kids can't like buy it. No. And so like <laughs> manipulating children also just feels weird. Yeah. Like telling the kid like you need to tell your parents that they need to get you this. Awesome. That was a great discussion. Thank you for <laughs> telling yes, me about that. Course. Didn't I feel like you mentioned this before. Didn't you say like that door at somebody one time? <laughs> so my cousins are very believe in ghosts i personally don't okay um and i went to their house and they were like you gave us this dora doll and this dora doll is demonic and i was like what are you talking about and they had the dora doll shut oh so i grew out of the toy and i gave it to my younger cousins which is why they had this doll they had it shut in a cabinet and then had a ponytail holder around the cabinet so dora couldn't get out (laughs) because they said that dora bit them Keep in mind, these are these same cousins that watched a lot of horror movies, probably watched Annabelle and then were bit by Dora. But they were very scared. I mean, like her mouth does open. The mouth does open and close. They asked me to take Dora back and I said, no, why would I want the doll that bit you? 
like, yeah, like even if you don't believe in ghosts, yeah. you're like, why were you pawning off this demonic no, exactly. doll to me? Just <laughs> throw it demonic. away. My cousins, there were five girls all living together. So it was like, y'all have so many dolls. Your parents won't notice. Like, just throw, throw away, away the doll. That's, that's an interesting story. <laughs> Fun aside from Dora. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> okay, well, back onto the actual reason we're here, I guess. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and show you a print ad and one of the commercials that were part of the Sherico campaign before I provide any other information. So we're going to take a second to do that. So after you saw this information, what do you remember about the Sherry Cook ad or the Sherry Cook campaign in general when it first came out like in 2012? Like, how old were we? Like middle school, I think. Yeah, I think early like, do you, middle school. Mm-hmm. Do you remember like what it was like when it first came out? Were you interested in it? Did it do anything? Did it bring any fun memories for you? Yeah, I mean, um, I don't think I bought a Coke when I wouldn't have otherwise because it had my name on it. But like definitely my family would go like to the convenience store after school, like get a Coke, get a drink and a snack. And we definitely would look for our name, especially the less common names, like my brother's named Wes. And so we'd like look through the Cokes. And so that was really fun. I feel like we would take pictures. We wouldn't buy people Cokes, but we would take pictures when we'd find someone's name Mm. and send it to them. Yeah, so I don't think it made us buy more Cokes, but we were definitely were excited about it. Yeah, same. I don't remember specifically being like, oh, now that I know that there's a chance my name is on a Coke bottle, I'm going to go buy a Coke. It was right. more like when I was already just in the, I guess, I don't know. No, like I was going to say sometimes if I was in a convenience store, like getting some sort of drink and I see a Coke, I don't know, maybe I'll get a Coke. But that's still, I don't know yeah. if that has much to do with my name possibly being yeah. on it. My name is also relatively common, I think, right? Right. Although I feel like, if one of my names was at the front, I'd probably oh, get definitely. a Coke oh, over a Dr. Pepper. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. I'd so, like, like that's it definitely fake. made an impact <laughs> once I was already buying a soda that's similar to that. Because mm-hmm. if I wanted, like, a Pineapple Fanta, I was going to get a Pineapple Fanta. Mm-hmm. But Coke and Dr. Pepper is pretty similar. Mm-hmm. So, for those who don't remember or know, the Sugar Coke ad, as Sarah and I have already been talking about, according to the Soda's website and the internet, it was initially a campaign that launched in Australia in 2012. So for those who don't know or don't remember, the Share Coke campaign, according to the Soda's website and the internet, was initially a campaign that launched in Australia in 2012. And FYI, most of the information I'm about to share comes from a case study by Quayla that examined the success of the Share Coke campaign and a branding case study conducted by the brand Hopper. So anyways, it centered around, the, the campaign itself centered around changing and the wrapping around the Coca-Cola bottle to say Share a Coke with dot dot dot. It was like a name or sometimes it was even like your bestie or Mm -hmm. your mom so a bottle could have said share coke with anna for instance and obviously that's my name so i'd be like i'm gonna get that bottle because it's fate anyways the company found that the share coke ad drove sales of over 250 million coke products in a country of 23 million people oh my god which (laughs) is a lot (laughs) so that implies that over 10 bottles per person within the space of three months alone we're getting Cokes. Yeah. So 10 bottles per person within this. I don't drink. I actually. Honestly, though, I feel like my mom would make up the stats for like 
seven of those people. <laughs> my mom drinks Coke. She, she probably has two Cokes a day. Yeah, there definitely are like people who really, really love Coke. Like, because yeah. it's such an iconic ad. There are people who like that is their favorite brand. So, I, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's not actually like 10 bottles per person. I'm sure there's some people who right. still didn't drink Coke. Who are like my it. mom and they're yeah. drinking 70 <laughs> bottles a month. Oh, God. <laughs> it's not good. Oh, God. <laughs> <sighs> So the soda company soon expanded their campaign to 70 other countries, including the U.S., as we know, because obviously we saw it when we were younger. So, Sarah, why do you personally think that the Shared Coke campaign was such a big hit? I don't know. I mean, I feel like in general, we're really into putting names on things. Like if you go to like a souvenir shop, there's there's always at least one display with a bunch of names on it. Usually there's like two or three. And so I think... One, it's just like a really cheap way to be able to be like, ooh, it's got my name on it without having to spend, you know, 20 bucks on a souvenir. And then I think also it was just really fun. Like people would buy Cokes and then send pictures to their friends. And I think also just kind of reminding people, like I think in America, we have a lot of socialization that surrounds around like food and drinks and eating together. That's definitely what all of those advertisements centered on. Like it was big parties mm -hmm. and group friend groups and, you know... So now when you have your party, what are you going to buy? You're probably going to buy a liter of Coke. Mm -hmm. I mean, you were probably doing that before. Yeah, yeah. Because that's kind of the go-to for a party. Yeah. But I think it really taps into a lot of what Coke means for us as a society, which is the go-to drink at parties, the go-to drink at restaurants, like mm -hmm. all these kinds of social events. Yeah, if I want a soda, it tends to be Coke. <laughs> definitely pack on the personalization aspect like yes. i definitely think one advertising expert when they explained why the campaign was so so cool and like interesting to people was these bottles with the names were so profitable he said because they made consumers feel like they were important and special which i think is something that you're yeah. basically talking about what's very interesting is also they increased this feeling of being special and personalization because later on like they started allowing people to vote for the next batch of names to be released yes I didn't know that happened, but apparently that happened. As you were saying that, I feel like I remember seeing those advertisements that were like submit names to Coke, which is really cool because there's some people like one of my best friends has like never seen his name. What's his in name? In a souvenir shop. River. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> never seen his name in a souvenir Aww. shop. And so like, that's really cool that they were also encouraging people yeah. that don't have mainstream American names mm -hmm. to have their name on a Coke. So that definitely increased online reach and engagement overall. So that also helped Coke advertisements in general. Because if you go to the web, you, like they are specifically seeking out the website. And so they were seeing everything for that. So another something that I found important to mention is that when searching for the best names to display on their bottles in each country, Coca-Cola literally analyzed birth records, social media profiles, and public <laughs> databases in order to cater to a wide range of audiences. They were yeah. very smart about it. I feel like, if, I mean, this is coming from a college student. I would have just been like, uh, I, I would have just like looked up online. I would have yeah, been like, what most, are the most, common, most names? common names in the U.S.? And yeah. then I would have been like, those are the Coke bottles. But, uh, yeah. but that makes sense though, right? Like you want names if you just look up the most common names right you're gonna get very basic very english mm -hmm. names and so in a lot of communities that's not going to hit home with anybody they're just gonna be like oh 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> the names are all Sarah and Anna. Like that's not what most people, what a lot of people want. So it makes sense that they're trying to find a way where, you know, whether those bottles are going into South Texas or Utah or New York, mm-hmm. like people are going to be welcoming of the campaign and also feel represented. Mm-hmm. And like you said, when it came to like Australia, like they have a common name, which is Mel. Yes, which Mel. I, we don't know anybody named Mel. I've never met a Mel. But yeah, in Australia, that's yeah. common apparently. And Sean, I've only ever seen Sean on British movies. Really? Like British and Australian I've movies. I've some Seans. I spe- like what you were like saying, like especially the social media profiles that like the, instead of just searching, because especially if they're looking at the most common names for social media, that's yes. really important because a big part of the shared coke campaign was for people to post it on instagram and like right. facebook and stuff so if they weren't very common names on social media especially you know, yeah like, no one's really going to be point. like posting it on their instagram. no definitely yeah. well and they also mentioned in the australia campaign especially it was focused on like their younger audiences mm-hmm. and so it doesn't really matter what the most common name is for like 65 and or older boomers and- yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> like they were looking at what are 20 to 30 year olds named mm-hmm. which i mean a good place place to look is instagram yeah, snapchat yeah. so another thing like we already mentioned like the share there was a trend on social media that was very successful even though i know we didn't but like we were like in middle school so i guess it was more popular among like maybe like influencers who were you know young adults instead of middle schoolers obviously like us who were you know using the trend like using mm-hmm. the hashtag share coke and like a picture of the coke and everything so consumers were literally inspired to share a coke with their friends like it was a really clear call to action in general right? share a coke with your friends and loved ones it's a very powerful and easy call to So now I think it's also important to look at the branding goals and intentions behind the campaign. So according to Brand Hopper, these goals were to strengthen the emotional connection between consumers and the Coca-Cola brand, encourage the social sharing and word of mouth promotion, generate the buzz and excitement around the brand, and increase sales and consumption of Coca-Cola products. Do you think all of these goals were met in general? I mean, clearly they sold a lot more, which is actually surprising to me, especially in America, Mm because I feel like we drink so much Coke already. The fact that they were able to increase here, unless maybe they didn't increase here specifically. I think they did increase here also. I just don't have the actual numbers. That's crazy to me, unless it's people who would have bought a Sprite or would have bought a Dr. Pepper that decided to buy a Coke. But that's crazy to me. Um, But I definitely like all the other stuff makes so much sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the also just thinking about Coke more often, which I oh, feel yeah. like I would I didn't do before that campaign. Yeah, generating buzz and excitement around the brand. That definitely yes. is something I saw. Encourage social sharing of word of mouth promotion. Definitely. Yes, 100%. Yeah, increased sales and consumption of Coca-Cola. I guess that was, I mean, especially in Australia, it was definitely. Oh, yeah, definitely <laughs> in Australia. Which, I mean, that makes sense, especially if you're in a society that doesn't drink a lot of soda, mm-hmm. but who has like a very... Assuming that that's similar to Europe in general has a very like social aspect when it comes to like tea and coffee Mm -hmm. and like other kinds of drinks. 
squash is really popular. It's like what? a really concentrated juice. Oh, I thought you literally just meant like the gourd, like squash. That's what I thought. People are just eating it. No, one of my roommates was like, like I you, brought squash. Would you like some coats? Some... No, I'd rather have some squash. I'd rather have some squash. <laughs> no, exactly. But like, it makes sense when you have a very social environment around drinking in general that you'd be like, instead of drinking that, you should drink this, mm-hmm. so which just, clearly it worked. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I agree with all of those things that you yeah. just said. <laughs> I didn't know about squash, actually, so I don't know if I agree on that, but I'm sure yeah, you're right. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan. What does it taste like? It's like it's like juice, but it tastes more fake and more sugary. I do not like it. Okay, so on to the next part that we want to discuss. Happy Halloween, by the yes. way. If anybody listening, even though nobody's listening right now, but for people listening later, today is Halloween that we are. Yes. And it is actually cold. We were, we were freezing. It's so cold. It's great because it's Texas yes. and it's usually not that cold. Yeah, I had a hat and a scarf. So nice. Yeah. And now you have neither of those right now because it's really hot. It's in very room. hot in this building, yes. <laughs> so when looking at how an advertisement is designed, it's sometimes helpful to think about the possible positioning statement that the advertisement had. So a brand's position... Uh, essentially allows a business to differentiate themselves among its competitors in its current market. So like, do you understand what I'm saying? No, if you could break it down for me a little bit. (laughs) So essentially to come up with this, a brand position looks at who the target market of the consumer is, what the product's category market is. So for Coke, it would be like soda, drink. Mm -hmm. What is the benefit and impact of the product that they are trying to show off? And what is the proof of that benefit and impact? So these answers come together to make the statement like that says, like, for target audience, brand name is the only part of that market that differentiates because proof point. So I guess I'm just going to just ask you, we're just going to go over these questions. Yeah. So who do we we've already discussed this, but who is the target market or consumer for this ad, do you think? Yeah, I mean, definitely young people. I think they were trying to expand the amount of people that were drinking Coke. So, yeah, definitely trying to make sure you have that younger generation who's as on the Coke bandwagon as like older generations. Mm -hmm. So and probably young adults that already kind of drink soda. Yes. Yes. So the brand obviously is Coke. So the market is probably just soda or would we say overall it's just a drink in general? I would say I I think it's more than just soda, but it's not water right like it's not drinks that people are making at home it's drinks that people go out to get so i'd say your competition yeah like your competition's other bottled sodas but it's also bottled coffees and it's Mm. also bottled teas and so maybe even starbucks yeah exactly so to go but not to go beverage why am i forgetting how to carrying beverage what is it called when you can carry things Portable. Portable. There you go. Yeah, no, exactly. Portable. Exactly. Because I would say, I mean, this might just be a me thing, but I've definitely bought like Coke over Starbucks before. I've been like, what do I want? I'm like, yeah, Yeah. I'll just go grab a Coke. Yeah. Because Coke's a lot cheaper than Starbucks. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What do you, what would you say is the benefit and impact of the product that they were trying to show off when comparing to like other sodas? I think what part of it is just that everybody likes it. Like, like that's the reason why you bring the Coke to the party, right? Because you know that everyone there is either they're not going to like soda at all or they're going to like Coke. 
Especially um, in like a social environment. So like no, everyone exactly. likes in a social. Exactly. So like, yeah, you can share, you can show up to your work and hand your coworker a Coke and they're going to appreciate it because everybody mm-hmm. likes Coke. And Especially that's part of the whole their name on it. They'll be no, like, oh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Whereas like if you came to your, like to your workplace and gave someone a big red, they might be like, oh, I don't really <laughs> like big red. Like you can drink it. Yeah. Um, not that there's anything wrong with big red. It's just not as like, not everyone likes it like Coke. And so I think that was part of what they were showing off. This is the social drink because everybody likes it. Yeah. Okay. And then like the proof point, what do you think is the proof of that benefit that they're showing off in the advertisement? (laughs) That huge block party at the end. Because they just started bringing more and more people, which I mean, they were just handing out Cokes. Everyone was like, this is great. It's very interesting that they tried to like make a whole story out of that. Because there was like the guy at the gas station or the the counter. He has a crush on her. Did he, didn't he give him one that like has his name or was I wrong? Yeah, they like they like made prolonged eye contact. <laughs> and then she came back to the store and gave him the Coke and then they held hands and walked so away. So like in a way, you could arguably be saying this can get you a girlfriend. <laughs> yes, that is exactly what Coke, will happen. Coking can increase happiness. If you hand a Coke to someone. And, be, and so like the proof is obviously that this guy got a girlfriend or some prolonged yeah. eye contact with this girl. And they yeah, exactly. Him. Even though he looked perfectly happy. He was fine to begin no matter with. what. I don't know. Uh, You're just happier, maybe. I don't yeah, know. happier. That's good. Still okay. Yeah, I don't think Coke is trying to be like, y'all will be depressed until you drink <laughs> our drink. But they do. They, you're right. They're yeah, just like, you're going to be happen. happier. Yeah. Which, I mean, Coke is pretty good. Yeah, so. yeah. So, you said what we just talked about. These answers, like, come together to make this statement. So, for young adults who drink soda... Coca-Cola is the only portable beverage that everyone likes in social environments because I don't even know what the because is. I'm so a little lost on that. Uh, I guess because like yeah. it makes people happy. And as you see in the advertisement, like people bring it to parties, people like bond over it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's kind of yeah. what it is. I think part of the reason because everyone likes it. I feel like I read something one time that was talking about how there's all these different flavors that go into Coke. And something about this, like, combination of flavors is why everybody likes it. I believe it. I believe it. Yeah. Because Coke doesn't taste like anything. Like, you can't explain what Coke tastes like. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, Dr. Pepper tastes like cherry and, like, there's Coke is Coke, yeah. things mm-hmm. that you can kind of say. Coke just tastes like Coke. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. campaign ended up receiving multiple awards in the marketing and advertising industry, which is not really that surprising looking back on it, including the Keynes Lines Grand Prix for Creative Effectiveness, which recognizes the company's significant impact on brand perception and sales, as we've discussed. So when asked why the campaign was such a success, Lucy Austin, who was the current director of marketing for the Australian campaign at the time, said that at the end of the day, our name is the most personal thing we have. It's our fingerprint, our identity, in one word. We gave consumers an opportunity to express themselves through a bottle of Coke and to share the experience with someone else. The fact that your name is on a Coke bottle, it can't get more personal than that. Do you agree with that statement? Or like, I feel like we've kind of talked about how it doesn't really feel that personal because we didn't like literally look for one with our names. No. But like, I I mean, it probably was different in Australia. And especially I maybe for like really avid Coke lovers, like maybe your mom, like <laughs> that you're right. talking about. 
would really, really be like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy. Obviously, if someone gave me a Coke, I feel like this happened once or twice, especially like during the holidays. I think yeah. someone gave me, I think someone for Secret Santa in my middle school gave me a Coke that put my name on it. Oh, and I was like, cute. that's so cute. Like, yeah. So it does feel personal in that way when you're on the receiving end, but I don't yes. know if it feels that personal when you're the consumer looking for I feel like it was really exciting when you were looking at the first row of Cokes. I don't know about all convenience stores, but mine always had like six rows of Cokes, mm -hmm. seven or eight. Like there was a big old row. And so we would usually look at the first row and be like, ooh, what's there? Because mm -hmm. my name's Sarah. So like if you go through like all hundred Cokes that are sitting there, there's only 150 names. Mm -hmm. My name was going to be in there. So I feel like it didn't feel as personal because like I know my name's super common. But I feel like people with less common names might have been more excited. Or like in the case of Australia, you know, when you have these global companies, we didn't recognize a lot of those mm -hmm. names. So yeah. probably they they may be people that have never had their names on mm -hmm. stuff because there's all these American companies that are catering to Americans. Oh. So like that might have been why they were so excited and it felt so personal because they were like, I've never seen Mel on anything. I don't, I don't know. But I feel like I know people who were like, oh, my God, my name's on a Coke. I can't believe it. I didn't feel that way, but yeah, I know we, some people yeah, did. Yeah, we both definitely Yeah, our them. name's on everything. Yeah. There's two spellings of Sarah at every souvenir store. Mm. Like, Sarah's so common. My name is, it could be Anna or Anna, but it's spelled the same way, so there it doesn't you go. matter. <laughs> I, think, I think I've met an A-N-A -A before. Oh, you're right, you're right. But that yeah. also is pretty common, so. That is also yeah, common, yeah. talked about all of this all of this makes me wonder like have we seen anything like the share coke campaign happen in advertising since then i'm honestly not sure i mean i know like yeah. we've talked about like souvenir shops they have those but there's no like big right. name brand companies that are like doing yeah. that kind of personalization not the personalization i mean there's definitely like instagram campaigns mm -hmm. like there have been some starbucks employees that are like yeah they tell us to spell them wrong oh um which is what that was reminding me of when we were talking about the like hashtag share code mm. i feel like there was a hashtag about starbucks before probably like yeah. starbucks i forgot what the hashtag, hashtag was but it was something along the lines of like starbucks messed up my name i think it was on purpose especially because you don't see it anymore like you used to Mm -hmm. um, I feel like I used to see that all the time. I don't know. I've never had my name misspelled out of Starbucks. A lot of times they ask me. Oh, um, yeah. They ask it. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it must have been like a short term campaign that they were doing or something. If they spell it wrong, it's usually because they thought I said Hannah. So and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's yeah, me. yeah. <laughs> no, that's fair. But yeah, I don't I can't think of any big companies that have gone the personalization route. And even Coke has kind of moved away from it now. Most of what yeah. Coke does is like share a Coke with your mom, with your best mm -hmm. friend, with your sister. Which I think in its own ways, it's definitely easier. Yes. And I, I think it's actually in a way more effective nowadays. Oh, yeah. Because you don't have to find someone. Look for the person's <laughs> name, obviously. Yeah. That's kind of all. So thank you awesome. for listening to this episode from start to finish. And thank you for Sarah for joining me in this discussion. If you have any questions about the Share Cook campaign, feel free to contact me through the Finding the Advantage Instagram or just conduct your own research since I am of course not an expert in advertising. This was episode one of Finding the Advantage. Next episode, I'll be discussing a failed advertisement. Tune in to hear about Nationwide 2015 Super Bowl commercial that featured a child's death. Bye everybody.